Welcome to our podcast today on A Course in Miracles. We're so happy to have you with us. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Washington, D.C. And this is still Chapter 7, Section 8, The Unbelievable Belief. That's an interesting title, isn't it? Well, we have said that without projection, there can be no anger. But it is also true that without extension, there could be no love. These, these reflect the fundamental law of the mind and therefore one that always operates. It is the law by which you create and were created. It is the law that unifies the kingdom and keeps it in the mind of God. To the ego, the law is perceived as a means of getting rid of something it does not want. To the Holy Spirit, it is the fundamental law of sharing by which you give what you value in order to keep it in your mind. To the Holy Spirit is the law of extension. To the ego, it's the law of deprivation. Therefore, it produces abundance or scarcity, depending on how you choose to apply it. This choice is up to you, but it's not up to you to decide whether or not you will utilize the law. Every mind must project or extend, because that is how it lives, and every mind is life. Okay. The law they're talking every about... Every mind must project or extend, so either you're projecting fear, guilt, and anger, or you're extending love. Yeah. And that's your decision. You have free will, which of those two uh, you can choose, but you will choose one or the other. Oh, okay. That's an important point. That's inevitable. That's an important point, isn't it? Yeah. And if you're not extending love, then you're probably projecting fear, fear, guilt, and anger. Oh, okay. The ego's use of projection must be fully understood before the inevitable association between projection and anger can be finally undone. The ego always tries to preserve conflict. It is very ingenious in devising ways that seem to diminish conflict because it does not want you to find conflict so intolerable that you will insist on giving it up. Wow! The ego therefore tries to persuade you that it can free you of conflict lest you give the ego up and free yourself. Using this its own warped version of the laws of God, the ego utilizes the power of mind only to defeat the mind's real purpose. It projects conflict from your mind to other minds in an attempt to persuade you that you have gotten rid of the problem. Pretty deep, isn't it? Yeah, well... It sounds like... So complicated that uh, how do we get out of that? Well, okay, just see it. Um, Leave aside the how and just be with the what is, all right? So what is the ego's modus operandi is that it wants to maintain conflict, but it wants to maintain it in such a way that you don't get so fed up with it that you give it up forever, so yeah. it wants to keep you in this kind of low-level uh, discontent uh, that maintains this inner split in your mind, and that's the conflict. And it it wants you to be in that constantly. Well, you know, it is like the devil, the ego. <laughs> no wonder they got, no wonder they have a called devil in the Bible, you know. It feels like something out to get you, you mm. know? Huh? Well, it is just a part of your mind, and I think we have to see that, that we're, we're giving the juice to the ego 
we're we're giving the juice to the devil okay. and quite of our obsession with even that image of the devil is just our ego making the devil real okay <laughs> these two errors involved in this attempt these are two these are two major errors involved in this attempt first strictly speaking conflict cannot be projected because it cannot be shared any attempts to keep part of it and get rid of another part does not really mean anything. Remember that a conflicted teacher is a poor teacher and a poor learner. His lessons are confused and their transfer value is limited by his confusion. The seemed error in this idea is that you can get rid of something you do not want by giving it away. Giving it, giving it is how you keep it. The belief that by seeing it outside you have excluded it from within is a complete distortion of the power of the extension. That's why those who project are vigilant for their own safety. They are afraid that their projections will turn and hurt them. Believing they have blotted their projections from their minds, they also believe their projections are trying to creep back in. Since these proje projections have not left their minds, they are forced to engage in constant activity in order not to recognize this. That is so tricky. Yeah. Yeah, we want to stay busy so that we don't ever really transcend our our inner turmoil, you know? And somehow when we've made the external real and the most important thing, then we stay in those activities that perpetuate the conflicts. You cannot perpetuate an illusion about another without perpetuating it in yourself. Oh my God. So then if, we're, if we are seeing someone else's illusion, yeah, it's real, and judging others, judging their illusions, yeah. then it'll be real in us. Yeah, right. Wow. So that is interesting. So we have to be careful not to make our clients' cases real at all. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's a it's a tricky um, thing when you see a mistake being made in someone else. Your first responsibility is to see and ask yourself: Am I making that same mistake? Yeah. And how am I making that mistake? And then. And then the mistake you're seeing in another is actually a blessing for you to correct yourself. Yeah, that's pretty advanced. And then you're not projecting. You know, um, I remember Kamali said this quote from Morna once. She said, don't look beyond your nose or your toes. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if you're seeing something that is off, you always have to ask yourself, well, what is that thing I'm looking at that's off in me? Yeah. And so you always bring it back to this self-inquiry. Mm -hmm. Like, what is, what is the thing that I need to correct in myself? Yeah, okay. And I think if we do that, that's a major step in not projecting mm -hmm. and uh, clearing up, you know, the internal conflicts in ourselves. You cannot perpetuate an illusion about another without perpetuating in your, about yourself. That's what we just talked about. There's no way out of this because it's impossible to fragment the mind. The, to fragment is to break into pieces and mind cannot, be, cannot attack or be attacked. 
the belief that it can, an error the ego is always making, unifies its whole use of projection. It does not understand what mind is, and therefore... Underlies, not unifies. Okay, I have to read that part. The, The belief that it can, an error the ego always makes, underlies its whole use of projection. It does not understand what mind is, and therefore does not understand what you are. Yet, its existence is dependent on your mind because the ego is your belief. The ego is a, con- is a confusion in identification. Yeah, okay, so this section is called the unbelievable belief. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the unbelievable belief? It's the belief in the ego, and it's the belief in uh, your projections and your your attachment to your beliefs and you think your beliefs are real and that's the unbelievable belief Mm -hmm. that the conflict that you've made up in yourself and then you project it onto others that that's real and that's unbelievable well this next paragraph I really needed it's really a blessing do not be afraid of the ego it depends on your mind it depends on your mind and you made it by believing in it so you can dispel it by withdrawing belief from it. That's what I was praying about today, that yeah. I can withdraw belief in it. Do well, you? yeah, it's like even if it's giving you uh, reasons to believe in it, like let's just say we have a physical condition and we've got a symptom, and we've worked on the inner healing, all the you know causes in ourselves. we've looked at the thoughts, we've looked at the reasons that we've... Uh, made it up and we process that but we still have the symptom Mm -hmm. well now there's a line that says don't use the physical symptom to doubt that the healing has taken place so even when we've done all that work we can still believe that the the ego is still intact and the ego is still in control and then we use the symptom to prove that the ego is real Oh, I see. That's very helpful. And this is saying, don't do that. Yeah. Read, start from the top of that paragraph. Do not be afraid of the ego. It depends on your mind. It depends on your mind. And as you made it, it depends on your mind as you made it by believing in it. So you can dispel of it by withdrawing belief from it. Yeah, even in the midst of a symptom. Do not project the responsibility for your belief onto anyone else or you will perceive the belief. When you are willing to accept sole responsibility for the ego's existence, you will have laid all anger and attack. You will lay aside all anger and attack because they come from an attempt to project responsibility for your own errors. But having accepted the errors as yours, you do not keep them. Give them over quickly to the Holy Spirit to be undone completely so all the effects will vanish from your mind and from the sonship as a whole. That's so um, reassuring, that paragraph. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And it's also a little bit of a warning. Um, Don't project your conflicts onto others, even if they're in conflict. Even if you see it in them. You You have to clean it up in yourself. And they're just there as a reminder for you to clean up that thing, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're your teachers, basically. The Holy Spirit will teach you to perceive beyond your belief because truth is beyond belief and his perception is true. 
The ego can be completely forgotten at any time because it's a totally incredible belief and no one can keep belief he has judged to be unbelievable. Oh, okay. Okay. That's the line. So it, once you see that the ego is unbelievable... And you believe in it, it's crazy, right? But you have believed in it. But you forgive yourself for that. You forgive yourself for believing in the unbelievable. Oh, so I believed and, in... And you believed that pain and suffering was your, your lot, so to speak. And you weren't accepting the truth of perfect happiness which is God's will for you. So you must have believed in an alternative, which would have been pain and suffering, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the ego. And when you remove that unbelievable belief in the ego, you're well on your way to healing the pain and the suffering. And the reason it's unbelievable because it doesn't really exist because there's no separation, right? Yes. That's why it's unbelievable. But we're talking about the mind level now. We're not talking about the symptom level. We're talking about the mind level. Yes, the ego's thoughts do not exist in reality. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will teach you to perceive beyond your belief because truth is beyond belief and his perception is true. The ego can be completely forgotten at any time because it is actually, it is totally, <laughs> because it is totally incredible belief and no one can keep belief he has judged to be unbelievable. Okay, so if I if I get that the ego is unbelievable, I can't keep it. Right. The only reason I still have it is I've been keeping it. Well, yes, and the Making reason you keep it is that you're using that mistake of, of well, I have still lingering symptoms, therefore the ego must be still there. Yeah. So that's a pitfall many of us fall into. Yeah, I, if I, we I, don't if we don't see a result, quote unquote, and we still see uh, an undesirable result, then we use that to justify the existence of the ego. Yeah, I know. And we never get to this point where we see that the ego is unbelievable. Yeah. Because okay. we still believe in it. Yeah. Well, because of the symptom. Yeah, I know. This is a really important discussion. The more you learn about the ego, the more you realize it cannot be believed. The incredible cannot be understood because it's unbelievable. The meaninglessness of perception based on the unbelievable is apparent, but it may not be recognized as being beyond belief because it is made by belief. I didn't get that last part. Well, the symptoms are made up by belief. Yeah. I believe I'm bad. I believe I'm uh, vulnerable. I believe I can be hurt. Those are beliefs. Yeah. And then you get the results of that through symptoms and pain mm -hmm. and suffering. Mm -hmm. Well, you've believed something that's unbelievable. Mm. And then made a physical symptom to prove it. So that whole dynamic, you've got to look at that and uh, stop believing in, in that. You're not seeing the meaninglessness of it, it's saying. Yeah. You know, those first lessons, my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Well, in my a meaningless world engenders fear. So we're seeing the fear, we're seeing the pain, we're seeing the suffering, and then we're using that and not seeing that it's the ego that first projected it. Mm -hmm. We think those things are real, therefore the ego must be real. 
we think those things are real because we're feeling them mm -hmm. but then that justifies the ego being real and we're not seeing the meaningless of the thoughts that made the, all those things I up no then the whole purpose of this course is to teach you that the ego is unbelievable and will forever be unbelievable yeah you who made the ego by believing the unbelievable cannot make this judgment alone by accepting the atonement for yourself you are deciding against the belief that you can be alone thus dispelling the idea of separation and affirming your true identification with the whole kingdom as literally part of you. This identification is beyond doubt and it's beyond belief. Your wholeness has no limits because, because being is infinity. Wow. Yeah, and, and the atonement is the way. Okay, so we've just discussed and seen how deceptive the ego is, how we're fooled by it, how we still believe it's a real thing mm -hmm. and that in the end is meaningless thought and when we start to change that we accept the atonement because it's the atonement that can help us see that the unbelievable mm -hmm. nature of the ego is not worth believing in but, you know, what if we say, I accept atonement, and just once nothing happens, you have to keep saying it until you believe you're getting it? Well, I mean, then you also have to, lingering symptoms, you can't give them validity. You can't yeah. be obsessed with them and say, oh, there's still something I'm not getting. Oh, I still mm -hmm. feel pain in my leg. Mm -hmm. I still feel blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, you've got to stop obsessing with all yeah. that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you see, well, I've decided through the atonement to not make my ego real mm -hmm. and and then you know you have to keep uh, that's what vigilance for the kingdom mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. you have to be vigilant against all those beliefs and the ego's uh, results if you're getting pain and suffering that's a result because you believed in the ego but you have to now remove your belief in the ego yeah. And, so and then those pain, those symptoms will subside, but maybe not right away, because right. you've been you've been in the habit of thinking that for so long. They're stubborn. Anyway, that's the prayer I came up to today in my prayer time. Is yeah. in my rebirthing today when I was breathing. Yeah, that's what I have to have. I no longer believe in the ego. I and even though I have symptoms, fear. I no longer believe in the ego. I no longer believe in fear, and I no longer believe in doubt, and I no yeah. longer believe in death. And then I want to focus on the things that are bringing me joy, yeah. and be more of my day in the feelings of joy than I am in the feelings of yeah. pain and suffering. Yeah. You know, it's like you have to make the shift. It's like, you know, Esther Hicks says you're responsible for how you feel, right. and your your uh, vibratory frequency will attract other similar vibratory frequencies. So mm -hmm. if you're obsessed with feeling bad, mm -hmm. you're going to get more bad things. Yeah. So if you're obsessed with the symptom in your body that's, that's uncomfortable, you're going to get more uncomfortable I symptoms know. in your I body. Know. So, you know, part of it is just forgetting and just shifting your focus over to something more positive. Yeah. And that's what we teach people. Mm -hmm. And that's what we'll continue to teach people. Yeah, I like All that. All right. So what's the lesson you want to read I today? Want to do the prayer. Five points. Okay. So what lesson do you want to uh, work 293. on today? 293. All fear is past and only love is here. That's a great one. All fear is past because its source is gone. And the source would be the ego. 
and all its thoughts gone with it. Love remains the only present state whose source is here forever and ever. Can the world seem bright and clear and safe and welcoming with all my past mistakes, oppressing it and showing me distorted forms of fear? Yet in the present, love is obvious and its effects apparent. All the world shines in reflection of the holy light and I perceive a world forgiven at last. Um, in other words, just saying, can your world be bright and clear when you're indulging in um, distorted forms of fear, right? Yeah, and mistakes you made in the past. Past mistakes. And and look, uh, look, we all made mistakes in the past, but we also, as students of The Course in Miracles, are responsible for accepting the atonement right. for ourselves, right. which means the past is over. It can touch me not, and God condemns me not, no more do I. So you don't condemn yourself for past mistakes. Mm -hmm. You just simply correct them and move on. Father, let your holy world escape my sight today. Let not your holy world escape my sight today, sorry. Nor let my ears be deaf to all the hymns of gratitude the world is singing underneath the sounds of fear. There is a real world which the present holds safe from all past mistakes, and I would see only this world before my eyes today. Yeah, okay. All past is... So I forgive myself for... All fear is past and only love is here. And the fear comes from when we make a mistake and we think wrongly... And that's just a thing in our mind, right? Mm -hmm. If we have fear, we've thought wrong-mindedly. And that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can stop that right now. So, thank you. Wow.